What you're quaffing there, friend? I'm quaffing a uh, Gewürztraminer, which is a kind of white wine. Oh. Huh. And I love them very much. It may be my favorite kind of white wine. Oh. A little spicy, very dry, tart, acidic. Grapey? A little grapey. Like a real, Wine real flavored? Ascurbic. Ascurbic. <laughs> <laughs> I am quaffing the my penultimate Samantha. Didn't ask. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the next mini show, number twenty. Um, we did yeah, do what we said we were going to do. Two zero. <laughs> the one we said, the thing we said we would do last time, we are doing, which is still recording from before. Oh yeah, we're carrying it right on. If anything, this one will be even better than the last one because we're all loosened up now. We're not going to talk about rocks. We're not going to talk about rocks, though I might talk about the ghoul stuff. <laughs> and also, first I need to ask you, Jake, what are you What are you quaffing? Uh, who cares? Never heard of that one. Looks like iced tea. It is my uh, penultimate Samantha from Earth Eagle, the, the strawberry um, sour oh, that they do in the summertime. Very cool. I think I bought three, four packs when we were there last summer, uh, knowing when I'd ever get a chance to get anything from New England again, and... Uh, yeah, I, I have just two left. Or oh. One and a half now. One and a half. Do you know if they will ever make an anti-penultimate, Samantha? Well, I had that one a few a few months ago. <laughs> oh, I see, I see, I see. Aha, yes. Very good. <laughs> so you have but the ultimate remaining. Yes. I see. <laughs> I understand. So I had more than one can, and I've been drinking them. <laughs> This was happening here. This this is a thing that I now understand. Cool. Thank you, everyone, so much for your support. We really appreciate you uh, helping us make this show, and and also this show, and also this, and also and also to you. <laughs> and as it is an even episode, Jake goes first. I do. I know this because of <laughs> repetition. It'll get there eventually, yeah. Um, so we have a couple options here. I can either read the next story from the same email I was in last week, Whoa. or I can uh, try a different random email from the old Lonster. Uh, the second story in here is uh, t- entitled, Bizarre Encounters Spooks New Jersey Couple. <laughs> okay. So that's an- my other option. Other option is uh, one of like twelve other emails I haven't even opened yet. <laughs> Whoa! So, what are you feeling, grab bag or spooky joysy? All right, I just randomly opened one that opens with a story entitled "There's quote unquote something in our woods." Now we're talking. All righty. If wait, should we take a should we should we set our bets now? Glowing eyes. Okay. Hearing the sound of leaves rustling or sticks cracking. Okay. They may or may not go for a hike. If they do, they feel the presence of something nearer behind them. <laughs> they live on the property and something is showing up at night. And potentially something goes missing. Okay, let's go. So all those things are going to happen? That would be <laughs> an extreme bingo. It would. I live in, a, uh, in Georgia in a rural town not too far from Atlanta. And it will be inconclusive. Yes. They'll have to update us again soon. That's right. There's a set of woods that's behind our house, and it Mm, divides mm. 
That's one. They live there. And it divides two neighborhoods, and it's about a mile wide, if that. Strange occurrences have always surrounded these woods. Small things like the random trash, tarps, etc. Uh, small things like random tar- uh, random trash, tarps, etc. I should mention it's more swampy marsh than woods, so it makes camping in there impossible. What? Uh, I, I'm not super sure. Um, it sounds. It does sound like random stuff shows up instead of disappearing, but we'll see. Uh. Um, one night I was taking our dog out. I'll count that as going for a hike. Uh, he stays. Let's see what happens. He stays in the back half of the house due to him not liking the other dogs. I took him out the side door and walked around the house to the fence. For some reason, when we left the house, he was absolutely terrified. He mm. didn't want to go out. Very unusual for a dog who's quick to snatch someone's soul if prompted. What? That's an intense dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not thinking about it, we pushed onward. After he did his business, we walked back. This is when I noticed it. Or rather, heard it. Here you go, Wyatt. Crunching of leaves. Hey. All right. At first, I thought it was one of our dozen cats on the property until I realized it was matching my steps. Ooh. If I walked, it was me. It was me. If I walked, you could hear it walking. If I stopped, it stopped. It's a small clearing between woods where one of the sheds is. That's when we saw it. My dog was first to see something, and then I saw something. I don't know. A creature? Did he say something? <laughs> Hopefully. I think this is him saying it now. <laughs> It was taller than the shed, so maybe a good eight feet tall, and it darted across the clearing at a crazy fast speed. My dog, who again isn't scared of anything, what if he said he was scared of the other dogs? Or I guess he just doesn't like the other dogs. All right, uh, Bolt so- snatches people's souls at a that's, moment's notice. That's true. Um, my dog, who isn't scared of anything, bolts so fast I dropped his leash and he ran to the door whining. I was quickly behind him. Once we were inside, I quickly bolted the door and ran to tell my girlfriend what happened. She immediately wanted to investigate, saying it's probably a woodland creature. Armed with two flashlights, we went out the front door. As we walked toward the wood line, we could hear something moving around. It sounded maybe 200 yards away. As we scanned with our flashlights, we saw nothing, but kept hearing it. Then we heard it get closer and closer until it was maybe 20 feet away. Still nothing. No eyes, not even an animal call. Just rustling. My girlfriend, now scared, heads for the house. I decided to check with the neighbors to see if maybe one of their dogs, uh, one of their many dogs got out. I don't understand the particular neighborhood, but they have apparently dozens of cats. The neighbor has billions of dogs. <laughs> Just a very... Also, if the thing was very tall, why would you check about dogs? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Let me, I mean, let's see things that this sound, the current sound is a different thing. It could be the dog. Uh, I don't, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. Or maybe they just have a very tall dog. <laughs> <laughs> a tall bipedal dog. <laughs> yes. I was just picturing a dog that's like maybe Jack Russell Terrier size, but with like legs that are eight feet long. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that'd be so horrifying. <laughs> it's very I was just thinking about the Hulk. <laughs> um, when I arrived at his neighbor uh, at his house, my neighbor, who we'll call Dave, explained that all his dogs were accounted for. Curious, he came to investigate. This is when I noticed that whatever this thing was followed me along the wood line to Dave's house and was now behind Dave's house. Ooh. A gun in hand, we went into his backyard scanning for something. We could hear it rustling or maybe running about 100 yards away in thick swampy woods. Way too thick for a person to walk in, let alone run. Then it stopped. It was dead silent. Scanning, on, uh, scanning and on edge, we hear and see nothing. And then, bam, all of a sudden it was five feet in front of us sprinting at me. Oh, shit. It slammed the fence so hard it rocked it back and forth. 
Dave, scared shitless, shot randomly at, well, nothing. We never saw it. Never heard it get close to us. What, what, you saw it? What, what? Again, as I mentioned, the woods are thick. Too thick to run in. So what the fuck did, uh, did it teleport silently in front of us? Well, no, they heard it walk in front of them. Right. I'm confused. Um, Spooked, we were about to run. Then we heard it, quote unquote, speak. It was human in nature, but not English. It sounded alien-like? Not a known language. Dave, a hunter for 40 years, still to this day can't explain what that was. Mm. Anyway, after we heard that, we bolted. He covered me and I ran to my house. Not uh, Not two minutes, oh, not 10 minutes later, we both hear a loud explosion coming from the woods. It shook our houses and flicked our power. What? Ran outside to see what it was, and of course, nothing. But when Dave came out and confirmed he felt the same thing, we were both once again terrified. Moments later, a few strangers from the neighborhood came driving down to our cul-de-sac, and they all agreed that the blast sound they heard came from behind our house. 911 was called, and the two police officers interviewed us separately. Our stories matched. The responding officers refused to go anywhere near those woods. They took the report and left. To this mm. day, we're still not sure what that encounter was. Also, Dave doesn't go outside at night anymore. It spooked him that bad. The next mm. night, earlier in the day, my mother-in-law, a police officer for a town 40 minutes away, installed two motion-activated trail cams along the woods' edge. Here we they go. were brand new. Keep that detail in mind. Oh, thinking, my. Thinking maybe we'd see something, we waited for nightfall. Later that evening, I went outside to feed our outdoor cats. That's when I heard it again. lost their power. (laughs) Rustling. Uh, This time, not taking any chances, I ran inside and told everyone what I heard. Just like, smashes through the door, panting, like, guys, guys, I heard rustling. Rustling's outside. They all piled by the back door and urged me to go out there and look. Reluctantly, I agreed. I took my flashlight and walked to the edge of the woods. Knowing there was a trail cam covering this area, I figured if it got me, it would be on camera and my sacrifice wouldn't be for nothing. As I got to the woods edge, I could hear it still rustling. I'm shaking at this point because I could tell it was maybe less than 15 yards in front of me. Everyone at the door was watching me and could hear this thing. Then it got quiet for a moment. Uh, then it got quiet. For a moment, it was gone, or so I thought. Just mm. as I'm scanning with my flashlight, trying desperately to see a normal woodland creature so I can laugh this whole thing away, boom, something suddenly fell out of a tree and hit the ground so hard it shook the soil beneath my feet. Whoa. It was so close. Uh, I was so close to it that I was sure it was going to lunge out of the brush and snag me. I dropped my flashlight and ran 100 yards back to the house in what felt like two seconds. I screamed, get the fuck in the house, as everyone was already scampering into the house. They heard and felt the thud too. Our neighbor, Dave, called my mother-in-law to ask what that loud crash was. For him to have heard it from well over 700 yards away is insane to me. Once the adrenaline died down, we realized that this happened right next to the trail cam. Probably uh, Probably solved, we got evidence for this thing. What? I don't know. The next morning, we checked the SD cards in the trail cams. They have videos up until 11.47 p.m. The rest is corrupted. They're both brand new trail cams and SD cards. So close. We reset everything and set them back up, and to this day, we've still never encountered the creature again, nor caught anything on the camera. Mm. SS. Well, fun tale. Yeah. It's disjointed enough that it doesn't super feel like a totally made-up story. No, indeed. Because it's just, um, the narrative is very all over the place in a way that feels more like a series of just strange things that happen to a person Mm -hmm. as opposed to a spooky thing they're trying to build up. Right. And shy of the unexplainable explosion, a lot of elements that track with all the purported squatchy kind of events 
people mm. being followed very, very quietly and very, very persistently. The bluff charge, if you want to call it that. Um, even the gibbering language. Mm. So it's stuff you find in other kind of fanciful stories. Yes. Don't know if they're trying to sell it as an alien or some kind of spooky forest creature, though. Don't know. But it is also just vague enough to be interpreted either way, which makes it very fun. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. It was at least entertaining. Yes. Probably so. a bit unlike what I'm about to read, <laughs> which will be... Let's see here. I'm now on the ghoul one and the cryptid one. Let's see, it was a uh, cryptid's monsters and ghouls, so it's pretty vague yes. and broad. We have one called Devil Monkey. All right. We have one called Monkey Devil. <laughs> Mevil Donkey, it's actually <laughs> called. Or the Terror of Lake Memphremagog. Hmm. The name of that one is more exciting, but lake monsters are pretty uniformly boring. <laughs> so I saw some humps. Yep. So I, I think the uh, devil, devil monkey. monkey it is. Since 1923, the Appalachians, 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 the Appalachians <laughs> have been believed to be the stomping ground of what some people call devil monkey though they are thought to lurk in the mountains every so often they are seen venturing into suburbia oh. they are described as between three and eight feet in height with baboon or dog-like snouts and dark black hair Ooh. these hostile primates are said to sport long claws pointy ears and white hair from neck to belly what makes those who have witnessed them so frightened is not only how out of place they appear, but that they have been reported to attack and sometime kill small game, livestock, and dogs. Jeez. In September of 2001, the small town of Danville, New Hampshire, was terrified by one of these large primates. Fire Chief David Kimball and 11 other people witnessed this hairy beast near Pleasant Street and Kingston Road. The monkey was said to have jumped into the middle of the street, hopped a bit, and then lunged away as Kimball drove down Kingston Road. Quote, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, Kimball said. <laughs> Great quote. <laughs> he later described the creature as being a black monkey, measuring about eight feet long from his tail to his hands. Not typically how we measure body length. <laughs> nope. He said it was very woolly and dark brown all over with a red hue. After viewing a program on the Adventure Channel, Kimball believed that he had seen a Humboldt's woolly monkey, which is native to the Amazon. Let's look it up. Yeah. Also, strange to me that they're describing it as, first they said like it has white hair from its head down to like its, its tummy tum, and they're saying its uh, color is black, and they're saying now it's reddish. I'm uh, quite confused. Well, this kind of captures it, though. From a certain angle, this could seem like white hair. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. A little bit of sheen Ugh. when the light hits it just right. Exactly. Oh, uh, very cute. Sheen, Charlie's estranged cousin. <laughs> yeah. This is spooky looking. That would be very creepy to suddenly run into. Yeah, I would not expect that in uh, North America. It's very reminiscent of the... Howler monkey? Well, yes. Spider monkey? There's another... Gibbon? 
purported cryptid, which oh. is debunked as a spider monkey, oh. but it was Deloy's ape. Oh, sorry. Yes. That. Deloy's ape tail for anyone out there who can call that image to mind. This guy looks a little bit like that, but if you're at home, Humboldt's monkey, woolly monkey, H-U-M-B-O-L-D-T-S. Looks very fuzzy. Does. Good snuggle buddy if it didn't look like it also wanted to break some necks. <laughs> very grumpy looking. Um, Where the F? Pleasant Street resident Vivian Wicker claimed to have heard the monkey hollering. Quote, it wasn't a sound I had heard before, said Vivian. Gosh, these are great quotes. <laughs> she described it as a hooting or a strange howling sound it made every couple of minutes. <laughs> there it is again, she said. <laughs> the residents of Danville were said to be, quote, getting very nervous about the eight feet. <laughs> what? <laughs> Unquote. Um, on September 9th, <laughs> search parties were formed to seek out the devil monkey. Though it was never found, it drew the attention from the national media. A human interest story was filmed and had been scheduled to air on the Today Show, but it never did. Mm. Conspiracy. Some believe it was a feral monkey that was abandoned by its owner or escaped from a zoo. Since 2001, there have been no further sightings, but some believe it still dwells in the safety of the Appalachian Mountains. Wow. Which in New Hampshire, I would say we could just call them the Way Mountains because true, that is what they are. Very true. The and he actually links to other sources. Huh. Devil Monkey does North America's primate cryptid really exist? Which, uh-huh. if you'll indulge me, yeah, I think I will. Ah, uh, this is an under construction site by Urban Ghosts Media. Ooh. That may have been under construction since 2015 <laughs> with a kind of fun animated background and the tagline, we'll be back. We have some exciting new changes ahead. Stay tuned. Ooh, look at all that floating dust. Very fun dust animation. Well, if it's been under construction since 2015, then imagine how great it's going to be when it's done. I cannot wait to see. I'm also going to do just a quick search, Devil Monkey and New Hampshire. Well... Hmm. It's, seems like it's probably mentioned in books. Interesting. Lots of stuff about the devil and Daniel Webster. Oh yeah, it's like by Stephen Binet. Yeah. But there you go. Actually, perhaps strange New England's strongest entry yet. Yeah. And I guess a sign that we shouldn't give up on it quite yet. No, indeed. Unfortunately, <laughs> this one is good enough that I think you're now uh, committed to having to at least read one more from there. At least one. I guess I could also quickly read the two comments that are on this story. Yeah. Lee writes, last year in May, I have seen something in Newberry, New Hampshire that was not a known animal. It was tall, man-like body. Not particularly hairy arms, but brownish red. It ran alongside my car at 25 miles an hour. I hit the gas so hard I was sliding around the corners on the dirt road. I didn't slow up for miles. I never saw the face. And they ended there for some reason. And <laughs> SNE-Michael says, Hi, Lee. Oh, probably strange New England. So this is the writer guy. Ah. Hi, Lee. Seeing animals in the wild you don't recognize can be a frightening thing. I've encountered many animals, large and small. Fortunately, my experiences have been with animals I'm very familiar with and know how to deal with. Still, though, being caught alone in the wilds of New England with an animal ca- cab bead 
an uncomfortable event. Thanks, <laughs> Michael. Dude, you're like kind of shutting their story down. <laughs> He's like, oh, did you see a scary animal? <laughs> oh, it sounds awful for you. Huh? Sounds like you just didn't know what you were experiencing, Lee. Sounds like you're full of shit, Lee. Sounds like you're full of shit. I know I just wrote a post about Devil Monkey. Sounds like you're a big dumb baby boy, Lee. Big scaredy cat. Do you even know what cats are, Lee? I know. I've seen better, better around an animal or two. Fuck you, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for paying us money to make the show we make. Thanks we really for appreciate it. Believing in us like no one else would. Indeed. Uh, and yeah, we're happy to keep doing these each and every week now. Oh yeah. When we we do we have done them every week for the past several weeks. Almost all of them have worked. So yeah, we'll keep on trying. <laughs> exactly. So far, we are at uh, probably eighty-eight percent success. <laughs> and I think after a few more good weeks, we'll be up to 95 or 6 yeah and eventually if we work hard and never miss another rep we will be at a permanent (laughs) 99.99 percent success rate (laughs) (laughs) and Um, we look forward to reaching that milestone with you (laughs) functionally as good as 100 (laughs) yep (laughs) um but yeah thanks guys uh we'll see you next time bye bye